great. I've already pressed record. Cue the theme music. It's it's lit right now. What song are we? Playing? <laughs> what song are we the playing? The theme music. Our theme music. Oh well, the one song that we have. We got intro. It's a, everybody knows what our theme music is. Well, the the theme music is playing right now. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. Hey. We're older, we're wiser, and we've got special guests on the episode. User one, are you there? Present and accounted for. User one, what's up, y'all? Hey, it's lit. KJ is in the building. And over here, user two, user Dosi, Ashley, Ashcash, the one and only Ashley the Mini Mike is present and accounted for. And we've got a special guest on this episode, my dear, sweet baby angel friend um that i've known for decades much like user one uh we are going well on two decades of friendship all because of the michael joseph jackson julietta's baby maybe's favorite my precious angel maria are you there cool kid i am here cool is in the building thank you for having me my freaking pleasure. Um, so today's episode, we're going to talk about the one thing in January that matters, which is birthday time um, and the celebration that we had out in L.A., which was full of Michael Jackson shit. So uh, we're going to dive deep into uh, my birthday trip with Maria um, and and tell you guys all the fun things that happened there. But we got a couple of things we'll run through first. User one first, how was your birthday which is six days prior to mine in this beautiful cold ass month of January. How was it? How do you feel? We're older, we're wiser, and we're plowing into a new year on behalf of Michael. How do you feel? Hmm. You know, I feel like I felt last year. Well, let's I'm, I'm, we're at the age where you stop. You don't feel any older. My mom is 65, and every year she tells me she feels like she's 30. And I'm starting to understand that sentiment. It, it Listen, your knees hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Just accept that fact. You're going to get some grays. I got a couple of grays, but I'm hoping for the Cruella Street, you know, because that's how it's growing right now. So I'm hoping for that. But, you know, it's a beautiful thing. If you're not getting older, you're dead. And um, so... The birthday was cool. You know, I worked. I didn't work the day of, but I worked after. I, I wasn't as fortunate to uh, catch a flight, but um, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Year 32 is great. I'd rather be 32 than 22 or 42. It's perfect right now. Well, I'm excited about my 40s. I'm not even going to flex, but let me tell you something. Y'all can have them 20s right the fuck back. Keep them. I was broke, man. The whole time. The whole yeah, damn time. Shit was confusing. Very. You got all we was, I, was, I was still going out on dates to get that free meal. Oh, 100%. Um, Still bumming $30 off of my dad whenever I could get it off of him. Like, this, this, this shit just stopped recently. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually don't know if it's actually ever going to stop. Uh, yeah, I was about to say it's it's on pause at least. Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Anything especially, can happen, especially based off my current circumstances. 
uh he might he might have to give me some money to last me seven days till payday but listen that's neither here nor there i feel you 32 feels the same i i'm thinking about it in perspective for the folks on this podcast all three of us met in the very beautiful safe space the online community <laughs> known as the kop forum the king of pop discussion board Yes, which can still be found at mjj2005.com. If the children of the world have not logged on, made a profile on that site, you have really and truly fucked up because you haven't learned the fan community struggle in the same way. Trying to find pictures, yo. Trying to find pictures of this dude. Let's talk about what high school was like for us around the time (laughs) around the time Michael got charged, (laughs) right after Invincible came out. Um, let's start here. What was your KOP forum username? I will go first. Mine was Ashley the Mini Mike, and it still is. Uh, mine's was MJJ Lover for Life, but Lover with an A. And wasn't it a number four? Yeah, it was definitely a number four. Life was spelled regular, you know, and that- I believe that's still active and going as well. I haven't logged in in a long time though, but I'm I like sure that though. You, you you gave it some flavor. Facts. Yeah, you know that four. That four did it. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is spicy as fuck. I don't even know what my username was. I don't remember your username either, I don't buddy. Remember let me tell you that that board was um something else. We were too young for that board, man. But yeah, you know, you grow up quick yeah. being a Michael Jackson fan. Like you're gonna grow up quick on a number of levels. I mean, we def did what they told us not to do, which is <laughs> strange people yeah. that was significantly older than us. Right. Yeah. Very much so. I, coming out of that experience, started a little group called the MJ Kids, which was basically like a fan club that was the child of my mind at age 14. And... um I encountered so many grown-ass adults that were excited about kids purely banding together to defend Michael. And people sent me so much shit that I gave to y'all. Maria got most of it, really. Um, I'm hurt by that. I'm I'm hurt. French magazines, posters. If you still want some of it, trust me, it's in favor. I still have, my mother still has the posters up in my old room because she keeps asking me, can I take them down? I'm like, no. No, we are not taking these down. It's like, it's enough already. You're not going to stay up. You're not going to find another Michael Jackson poster. It was hard for us to get them then. It's hard now. eBay is alive and well, though. That's true. And that shit is popping. I had my mama's credit card on eBay back in the day. Nah, but I was kind of shook at eBay back in the day. Yeah, because it's some shit on there, though. Yeah. That was like the only place you could get a t-shirt back then. So you guys think it's been tough uh, since the HBO movie and shit. Imagine what what, it was like. That's where I got my bad t-shirt from. My my bad tour t-shirt. I got that off of eBay. That sounds right. I got a Jackson's tour jacket for 99 cents off of eBay. (laughs) My senior year. Such a bargain. I mean, 99 cents. I paid like $5 for the shipping. (laughs) Really insane. But I got that Jackson's victory tour jacket off of fucking eBay my senior year of high school. Nobody wanted that at all. It was real. He was real (laughs) dormant until he did that damn interview. 
No, let me take that back. He was dormant until he started getting sued every other week for something and had to show up to court. Yeah. And then he started showing up looking with spider bites and bandages on his nose. And he just gave them, just gave them all the ammo they needed. Don't forget the wheelchair. With the wheelchair. (laughs) That was a good day. And then he dangled the baby. We went through a period where everything was bad. (laughs) In high school, it was like, damn. Like, what are you doing now, man? Like, I got to go to school. And they get, all all my friends know I love you. So they're going to ask me, so what's going on with you? What's up? Yeah. What's going on with your man? It's like, Dan, I got to sit here and vouch for you, bruh. Yeah, he put us through, man. It was real traumatic. I mean, listen, my heart goes out to Lisa Marie and Debbie because gals, you really, uh, you did it. If that's what you had to deal with on a regular. Uh, That's true. Dick must have been bomb. All right, let's jump into... (laughs) No cat. (laughs) No cat! Let's jump into the agenda so that we can party hardy. Um, First things first, I believe the Michael Jackson estate is still going through some court proceedings. Our resident Black Jackson estate attorney, user one, has been mildly keeping up with this for free since the estate isn't paying any of us to do anything. Um, And baby, we charge by the hour. That's what I heard. So give the folks an update what you know of where Michael's court uh, proceedings stand right now. They stand, they stand, period. Remember how we thought that they had been knocked down? Oh, they're back! Full force. Um, the appeals were successful. And uh, so, what were they appealing? They were appealing the dismissal of their lawsuits based on statute of limitations because something in California went into effect. Some new laws went into effect thereby extending the time by which they could file a lawsuit based on sexual assault committed against a minor. So they were able to use that to their advantage. I believe that law announces you have to your 40th birthday. They were able to get that piece um, ruled in their favor. And so they're back on the saddle. They're back on the saddle. Uh, We are going to use the they pronoun for both of them because nobody gives a finuck what their names are. Um, But that's good to know that they uh, will be back in court. Congratulations to them. Um, well, can I also say this? Think about it. There's no other, Michael's innocence is so, um, provable. There's no other celebrity currently facing litigation in this way where the fans are 100% asking for the cases. If you want to bring them, bring them, you know, who else is doing that? Our Kelly is trying to get y'all to not see not one thing. One thing, one thing, one thing. Michael's fans are like, Harvey too, right? They don't want this. Michael's fans are going, there's nothing here. So if this is how we must show that, then let's do it. If this is how these guys have to be exposed. I think that speaks a lot to the evidence uh, that exists. You know, whether you you can love Michael and still think that he's a pedophile, but let that be based on something that's substantive. And I think Michael's fans are saying there's just nothing substantive here. We're willing to say, if this is what it takes, let's go through it. These guys can get exposed. And that's, that's unique uh, in the Me Too era. If your mans didn't do it, he didn't do it. So, you know, that's kind of how we feel about that. Uh, 
Cool. I mean, run it up or whatever. Um, Somebody's getting paid, though, man. Oh, yeah. The Ooh, attorneys. The attorneys are getting paid. I'll tell you who uh, the Michael Jackson fan community has a lot in common with right now. The Democratic Party. Listen, we've been trying to get all the witnesses. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And guess what? Everybody. We're not going to get any of them. We're not going to get, any. get anything. Your president is still going to be uh, your president. And he's it's, your president, too. So, you know, I hope fortunes are much better for Michael than they are for uh, the United States of America. So The president that defended Michael in his darkest hour. Let's put that Ooh. into a box. box and I, don't, I don't ever want to talk about it again. Matter of fact, I'm shooting that box. <laughs> um, that's it's that gone. All. It's, it's done. Gone. What box? I don't even know what box you're even talking about. What box? Uh, cool. I heard Oprah Winfrey got into uh, some drums there. And I know that's your favorite little snake. Um, so user one, is the story that uh, Oprah had to backtrack on the Russell Simmons documentary that she was supposedly like helping fund and build through her network. Um, and she was able, she was forced to walk back her alignment with that project. Is that what happened? First of all, that's a no. And Q, let's get serious. Cause let's get serious. That was never going to happen. She's not walking. She's not moonwalking on anything. Let's get Because serious. she can't. You know, she is not double. She's doubled down on, I believe these ladies, but she's also acknowledging that more information came out that should have caused them to pause. The only reason I think she's doing this now is because of everything that happened with Michael, where she didn't do that, where enough information was available to make her fuck that bitch. Yeah, essentially. That's pretty much it. That's where we are with her. She's still on that fuck shit. I don't know that there's much to say. I don't have a lot of respect. I don't think anybody has a lot of respect for her. She's really kind of shot herself in the foot and is very self-righteous about things, even when you present to her, as people have, additional information that should cause her to ask more questions. She still, again, doubles down. Um, and again, I think the worst part is that, okay, cool. You think whatever you think about him, but don't sit up in his mama's house or in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Kiki in with his mama and then turn around and do some mess like this. And his fucking kids. And his kids. Come on now. Like if you're going to be bad, be bad, but don't, don't try to chew out of both sides of your mouth. She's already done that. You know, but what's crazy is that the, since that whole thing happened, like, I can't lie. Like when, like you know different social media posts post her people are still reacting like all these months later like no fuck her she's a snake look what she did to michael and i can't lie i I browse through the people and it's like people from all over that are like saying this so like clearly like there's a lot of people that see it that way that she didn't do what she was supposed to do she just took it and ran with it and she was sleazy about it you know and it's just like it just goes to show like it's not even just the fans at this point. It's just people calling her out for who she has been showing who she is. You know what I mean? Right. And it's been months and months later. And it's just like, you know, it's still a topic of conversation. 
well, and she it's got- like so le- it's so legitimate. People are saying, so you're coming after hey, Michael's dead and gone. He can't defend himself. There's let's not forget to me, that's the thing. They have so tried to resurrect him, but he is dead and gone. And the the way that he's been attacked as someone who cannot defend themselves it seems to get lost sometime. But that's to me the most disgusting piece that you know these are not accusations made by these particular men in his lifetime. In fact, in his lifetime, they defended him. Right. you know vigorously and after he died continued to do all these things in defense of him and to profit from him i gotta and beat his name out don't say that nigga name out. you know what i'm talking about yeah beep him out this same guy goes then and turns around and tries to profit and says all these things that are absolutely ridiculous in the name of getting some money so to me it's like we always have to keep in our mind oprah you decided to do this against a man who could not have a voice for himself so there's no righteousness in that. There's no, I'm standing up for, um, you know, victims and that. That is all self. That is self. That You want to do something for yourself and that is what it is. So you have that, but people are rightly asking, what about Harvey Weinstein? Like, so you can find the energy for Russell and for Michael, but you can't find the energy for Harvey? Right. Yeah, she continues to do that. I think it's becoming clear how she, who and what her motivations are she got ripped two days ago on Twitter and is still getting ripped. I jumped in today uh, because her book club recommended a book called American Dirt by some uh, random white woman named Janine Cummings, uh, who is telling a story of immigrants coming into the country. And the, the, the backlash that that book has received has been, Hey, why don't you give, uh, people who have, who are actually immigrants, like let a Hispanic person tell this story instead of a white woman making up a fairy tale about what she thinks an immigrant goes through on their journey to America. And so she got read on that. And people were just talking about how Oprah has a history of bad, doing bad vetting of the authors of her books, which happened with that other book, A Million Little Pieces, I think was the book. And that author had a complete made-up experience that he was saying was based off true events. So this is a a cycle that happens for her where she's not vetting her sources, but Oprah has been lauded as a journalist for so long and gained so much trust in that space when she used to come on from three to four in your living room every day that, like, she can do dumb shit like that. And it's, it's really similar, unfortunately, back to y'all y'all's dumbass president um he he does the same thing where you can kind of skate off the trust you've already built and any fuck-ups you have along the way people are kind of just distracted um by by your good standing your overall good standing and then when she says things like i cannot be intimidated by a russell simmons it kind of just reinforces how big her ego is and also like People have fed into that. People actually believe that she's like untouchable. And, and that's the only reason why she keeps skating with this bullshit. So um, I'm excited to see her at least get dragged on the Russell thing, even though Russell is very likely the scumbag we all think he is. Um, you better vet your sources before you come in somebody's head. Like it is what it is. We have to do it every day. Have your ducks in, in, in a row. So anyway, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think you're, you're right on that. I, man, I can't talk about wig all night. Let's just go. Yeah, let's push it. Let's keep pushing. So this is the best part. So we'll talk about the journey to Cali once again. So last year for California love. Yeah, 
uh, not that clip, but do we want to? You know what was more accurate? What was Maria singing on the plane? Cause I like the feeling I get. So, Gary in the end. Oh. So yeah, we we had our first trip out west together. Um, so the, for all of our listeners, you know. Um, if you've been keeping up with all of our episodes, you know, in t- last year, 2019, uh, user one and user two went to LA for Michael's, uh, the 10th anniversary of his passing. And so we went to LA together and did the, the thing that you do on June 25th and, and met a lot of fans and just kind of like, uh, reflected on that, on those two years. And so, uh, coming around for my birthday a couple months later, I was like, shoot, Maria, let's pull up. And so we finally did it. Um, I flew to Boston and link up with her. And then from there, we went to L.A. That was your first trip to Los Angeles. Like it absolutely was. In retrospect, how do you feel? You feel changed? How did the West Coast affect your life? What did you learn? Uh, it's dirty. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good to be in a space like that and experience those, the different places that we went to. Um, So it was, it was good. It was good, you know? Yeah, it was great. So on top of like linking up with all my friends that are in LA, some of them that are listeners, um, I was able to just link up and see my peoples and love on them and do hood rat stuff with uh maria who my friends who live in la have been there for years uh and, and we grew up together back home in fayetteville and so i've been friends with with you and maria uh just as long as i've known them so it's like all my friends have been hearing about each other for years and that delegation got to finally meet so that was fun um and yeah we just did a bunch of michael shit and so we got off the plane and because it was maria's first time we were basically just trying to figure out how like what route do we take to forest lawn like you want to go to the hotel first (laughs) like what do you want to do and yo tell them about how you prepped for your first visit to forest lawn how i crept how you prepped, like you had a fit, like you wanted. Oh yeah, yeah. You wanted like, all I these ha- things. I like. I had. I had a whole fit to meet Michael. Like I had to come correct. That's that's how I pictured it in my head. It was gonna be my first time, you know. And I'm a person that feels energies and things like that. So I just needed to go correct and feel good about myself, and you know, just be open to to feeling what I was gonna experience because I didn't know. And then I ended up having anxiety about it because it's just like, this is the closest I could ever possibly be. You know what I mean? And I wrote so many fan letters and he never showed up. So this was me showing up on him, you know? Yeah. User one, uh, do you remember, um, what, when was your first time going to Forest Lawn? That was it when we went. That was my. <clears throat> that wasn't that my was first, first time, time in LA. But yeah, that wasn't my first time in LA. But that was my first time at um, at Forest Lawn, and um, so I can I can definitely you know I, I definitely feel what Maria is saying in the sense that you don't you show up you don't take it lightly. It really is like, you know. So first of all, people can say, "Oh man, these fans are crazy," 
but no, it's um, sacred land. It's yeah, it's 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 special. It's um because you know now, now I'm not gonna say we have some fans who are, are are uber passionate and to a place where uh you know okay, but I think that's any fandom, right? It's not just Michael's fandom. You it have can get scary or weird. It can get a little scary or weird, right? But it's like all fandoms have that that sect in it, and that's cool. That's like this intense passion, and I don't judge it because I don't know where it comes from. Um, it might come from a very personal place. Um. You know, I remember watching when, you know, when they used to do like Michael Jackson weekends on MTV and VH1, there was a lady who said that, I mean, you just, this is someone who you would never think would be a Michael fan. She said she became a fan because you were not alone, came out when her mom passed away. And that's what, you know, it, it, it touched her and that's how she got into his music. So I don't judge that, but, uh, you know, going out there with fans of all kinds of, you know, levels of fandom and levels of connection and you don't know everybody's personal story you know when we went out there I end up you know hugging this lady who's you know 90 years old you know and crying her eyes out you know over Michael Jackson so it is right like this really emotional beautiful. and spiritual experience where you go how's this 32 year old black girl hugging this lady who's born multiple generations before her, but they're connecting over this one person. If you can't see the power in that, like that that person clearly was God gifted to have. I mean, look at all of our friendships. Yeah. It's based off of meeting on the King of Pop forum. And now look, like 18 years later, like. It's still strong, right? Yeah, and you go, you know, you still got friends who, you know, life took you in different directions, but this is the thread that ties you together. And it's this person who just was so gifted, so, you know, so divinely gifted. I'm not saying he's the divine, but divinely gifted that he was able to bring people of all over the world. We're not even talking about, that's not an exaggeration. You're saying all over the world, whether they spoke his language or not, he was able to get into their spirit that's beautiful. And so when you go to that person's resting place, it's not something you take lightly, you know? And so like, like you said, Maria, you come in your best, you show your, you know, you wear your Michael t-shirt. You, you, some people are dressing up as impersonators to come to his grave. Some people are bringing flowers and pictures and they're crying and they're dancing and they're celebrating and all these different things. And that's just so that human connection is beautiful. And, um, so that I was glad we got to go and see it. You know, we saw we just saw every level. Um, I think it was it was a lot louder there because it was the tenth. Uh, was the, it was on the twenty fifth. Um, so you guys got to experience it much more intimately, I think, than we did. Um, yeah, in the sense of yeah, in the sense of seeing being able to go and not have you know there were easily a thousand people out there, over a thousand people when we went, and it was insane. This just the to get up to where he was at the terrace was just you know, and almost you, there was a line backed all the way out. Um, so, you know, I think you guys were kind of in a better position to kind of have that personal moment to say, you know, Michael means this to me and I'm here to show this respect to, to what he's been to me in my life. Yeah. We went, uh, in, you know, the beginning of January. So that it's not a special event. It was literally, it's just, it's my special event because it was my birthday but other than that like we just pulled up on michael because we just needed to so you know we dropped our stuff off went over there um maria do you remember the uber ride because i feel like something crazy happened 
Oh, the Uber driver was, uh, you're talking about politics with the Uber driver. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was dreadful. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, like, instigate that. Trust me. Uh, it kind of just happened. He was talking about homeless people, and he kind of just, like, spurred out of control. Just yeah. drive the car. Why is that so hard these days? Just well, he... Here's what happens. Like, they, they see you're going to Forest Lawn, which, you know, for all of the listeners who want to go visit Michael, because I posted the picture when me and Maria were right outside of um, Holly Terrace, and every, and so many people are like, I haven't gone and I want to go. You know, just get a rental car, because <laughs> your Uber driver is going to be so confused about where to go. I've taken Ubers over there. I've taken Lyfts over there. And they're always just like, what? We're, go- we're going to Forest Lawn Cemetery? Yes, please just drop me off. But if you can get a rental car, do it. But some of y'all can't drive, so don't do that. Especially if you're international and you're listening to our podcast. We know we have international listeners. We love you. You probably shouldn't drive. But you Americans, get a car. Yeah, I was um, whipping it. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up getting a rental. But when we went to see Michael, we just told the guy, yeah, he just started asking a lot of questions. And it's just like, dude, what if I was going to visit a a loved one in my family and I just didn't want to talk about it? Um, Right. But he was just like, oh, what are you guys doing? I'm like, we're going to Michael Jackson's grave, hoping that he's maybe dropped people off over here before. And no, he hadn't. So, of course, he had to ask a bunch of questions about that. But um like what? I'm curious now. He, he was basically like, oh, wow, he's over here? Didn't know. Well, now I know. I <laughs> maybe, He was like, well, maybe I'll... Because he also said he was a songwriter. Oh, of course he is. He's in L.A., yeah. No, of course. He was a songwriter, <laughs> um, which, again, we talked about politics uncomfortably for a while. What was the discussion? He Again, he was talking about homeless people and how they should be in barracks like soldiers. And... <laughs> You know, you what? just move them around until you basically, like, castigate society <laughs> to its, like, last drop. Like, oh. I was just quiet as hell because I'm like, I'm not with this right now. It was- I know Ashley fed this guy. Did you feed him? Were you <laughs> like, uh-huh, to. uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, oh, I get well, that, know, yeah. Okay, first of all, I never, my energy's never up there when I'm talking to somebody <laughs> in the Lyft or Uber because I don't want to talk in there. <laughs> did you feed him, though? You gave I him did. energy? continue the goddamn discussion and i was just telling him hey your mayor's eric garcetti he's a fucking democrat go hold him accountable i don't know what else to say um did you tell him you were in politics i i sometimes i tell people that in hopes that it'll shut them up but you just got this guy going yeah sometimes it works sometimes it don't in la you never it's hit or miss but he what when he found out we were going to michael's resting place he was like oh well maybe i'll hang around and i'm just like dude <laughs> get out right. go get, go get right. your next fair dude like this yeah. is already weird we know like just stop <laughs> like, that, that's how michael jackson's name rings in everybody's ears this is so funny yeah it's yeah. hilarious i should have been there man <laughs> we're gonna do it again in june so it's fine we'll bring the gang all back together I'm going to go as a Republican just to foil you. Let's. That'll be fun. Let's do yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, so so we got there and we we're, were able to spend some time quietly with Michael. But I think this was probably maybe my fourth or fifth time going to that space after marking it in my locations and knowing exactly what it takes to get over to Michael and, and finally figuring out exactly where he is in the building. Um, it is... I really love his fans. Like, I love us. 
Like when, when we got there, we just wanted to, you know, just show love. And Maria was just taking in that moment, which is a lot. And, and I'm just looking around at the things that are left over from our trip back in June. And if you'll go to our Instagram, which is the underscore black underscore Jackson. We got one. <laughs> underscore estate. It's a lot of damn underscores. Who stole our name so we had to do all that shit? It's bullshit. Yeah. Who stole our shit, man? You know it's only one of us, and you know it. So you're just going to take our shit like that, knowing good and well that that is us. That's not right. It's not right. Who did that shit? It's up. I got to look this shit on my phone at. It's not. Why we got so many underscores? Because did somebody really take our shit? You set up the Instagram account. I don't even know the background. Oh, bitch, I did. Yeah. It ain't no <laughs> underscore. It ain't no underscores in there. It's a, well, it's, I'm, I'm going to link. I think you may, you need to start over with that because I don't think that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think link. that's right. So I'm going to put a link to whatever our Instagram <laughs> is, guys. Go to our Twitter and you'll be able to find it you just and we're gonna right follow back. you if you follow us if you follow us on instagram we're gonna follow you back we're gonna follow you back the only have we been doing that the only person we're following right now is maria i'm not even no <laughs> mj girl uh followed us she went all the way over there to do that specifically oh so that means we have two followers she said i'm following y'all somebody else said yeah me too you oh. need to be that's your job you're supposed to be on that shit you're right i'm supposed to log in that every day listen you guys i'm supposed to be doing the twitter shit and i ain't did shit all week it's tough if the estate would throw us a bag we could do it i know i gotta get mj after dark going again anyway that's that's sad track. Well, full-time commitment you gotta pay full-time prices but anyway um there was so much stuff that was left over from our trip in june um not all of it of course if you'll remember and by that i mean user one you'll remember <laughs> if uh, they gonna find me for real one day. They not gonna find you. I'm gonna edit it, baby. I'm good with it. I'm, I'm like right. a chef with the pot. You feel me? <laughs> um, when we went, I initially I asked the security guard, "What do y'all do with all the stuff that people bring from Michael?" Because it was literally up the steps to where the doors are to enter the crypt, down the steps, down the sidewalk, in the grass, in both directions. There was stuff for Michael. I just got one question. Yeah. Did they remove the dead flowers? Well, I'm I'm talking about in June when we went. Oh, okay. Remember that? Okay. And so, like, yeah. what they've yeah. done is they've whittled it down to just, like, a little corner that's on the steps now. Um, but people have continued to bring Michael fresh flowers. When we got there, there were fresh sunflowers by the door. Um, I think uh, we went there on a Thursday and somebody had just brought, brought those off. Like you could tell. No, that it was a Friday. It was a, it was it a was Friday. Friday. It was a Friday. So we pulled up on a Friday evening and somebody had already dropped those off for him. So um, the fans have been taking uh, a lot of care, of course, and continuing to visit. There were a lot of messages for the new year for Michael. There was some yep. Christmas stuff. He still had like people. Brought there were, I'm sorry. There were messages for the new year. Yeah, just like we're going into another new year without okay. you, you know? Uh, okay, I just read that the whole wrong way. <laughs> like, Michael, come back this year? I got concerned. <laughs> the <laughs> resurrection. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was Edit this out because they are going to roast our ass. <laughs> we laugh at Michael. I was about to say, are they, what are, what are they asking for here? Okay. Right. I think as a child who grew up wa- watching Thriller, I told Maria this, I'm always prepared for michael to walk out <laughs> of holly terrace when i go it's just like a thing 
You gotta have the contacts. Uh, <laughs> if he has the contacts, I'm gonna be in a dark place. <laughs> nah, he has to. He gotta fuck us up like that real quick. <laughs> he has to. It's not an option. I'm gonna tell him to go back if he do something like that. I'm gonna go back. I'm I'm just concerned. Oh, I I, yeah, no, they left so so was it wait, wait Maria, was it was it <laughs> Was it just y'all out there? Was some other people out there? Or y'all, y'all? No, it was yeah. just us. It was just okay. us. Um, we were there for a while because, like, like Ashley said, I just kind of soaked it in. You know, I spoke to him in my head a lot. You know what I mean? Just because I always felt connected in that way, like to any type of spirit. You know what I mean? So um, it was, it was, it was, it was great. It definitely gave me a headache. I think I told you, Ashley, like I had a headache. Um, And I just think it was just like a lot of like, you know, anxiety of being there, knowing what that space was. And then on top of that, taking it all in, it was just a lot. Um, What do do you feel the, uh, the energy in that atmosphere? What do you feel it was? Do you feel like it was sadness or peace or like like what was your interpretation of just that space and the energy there it felt lonely Hmm. it felt very lonely um i even think with the fans that you guys would say would be there like on anniversaries or birthdays and things like that i still feel like it would just feel lonely just because i don't know like it's that's a that's how I felt and then that's why I felt compelled to then like you know speak to you know speak in my head to see if like you know if, you know the spirit was open to receiving anything or whatever to see if I felt anything so and again this was like my, my first experience of being as close to that person that has meant so much to me for so many years like you know we all know like people decompose and things like that but still that holds like meaning you know, especially growing up and like, you know, with religion and things like that, that, you know, that still holds like a meaning of that's like somebody's space. Um, And, and, but at the end, towards the end, I felt better. I don't know if it's because I felt like I was honest and open with my feelings there. And then I felt better and it felt okay to be there. And then it felt very just quiet and still. Yeah. No, I feel that. That's, yeah, I I struggle with, you know, peace in Michael's situation just because I don't know that he had that at the end of his life. And I hope he has been given that in uh, in his transition. It's, I mean, you look at the last year of his life or that certainly that last six months, he's gearing up for something that he's not prepared for. Something that he hasn't, you know, he lacks confidence for. Something that he is struggling to be adequate for. He's struggling with self-esteem. He's struggling with acceptance. He's still struggling with all the demons we know he struggled with. But now add on top of it this this dependency or his need for this, you know, this other thing, you know. And um, I never got peace. Six months, last six months of his life, that didn't seem peaceful. Um. And uh, leading up to these concerts that just seemed, you know, anxious and, you know, you know, frightening for him, all these, you know, really negative sort of uh, emotions, especially once we started hearing about things that were not readily 
given to us, you know, at the time. So yeah, I definitely feel that just that sense of, you know, I really, you know, I hope, you know, his, his soul is at rest and is, is, is at peace. And, uh, that, you know, even some of the things that we feel when we go there, I hope they are just, um, parts of our own expression of releasing what the things that we have had and felt for him and towards him. And I hope his spirit really is at rest, but that's, you know, like you said, it's just, it's just this opportunity. And I do envy you guys. And this is opportunity to be with that moment where, you know, he is, if they would just open the door, you know, you'd be the closest to him, you know, as possible, you know what I mean? And just to have that moment to just reflect, kind of soak it in that's beautiful because uh when there are a thousand people it's much more difficult to manage you because you can just imagine you can just imagine the emotions in that environment it's just so charged you know you got news crews out here you know can we talk to you about michael you know they came up to me i told actually i told them you know you can go away because and i told them to us this is personal to you it's a news story and to yeah, us it's something yeah something very different. I wouldn't talk to him. I do came up and then later he came up again and said, no, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Then why are you back? So you can go. Um, but you know, and it's just a different experience. So you guys really did have like the perfect opportunity to just kind of be there. Yeah. And, and we went back, um, before we left Maria, do you feel like both of those experiences felt the same? No. expound expound on on my my second experience yeah yeah okay. i'm curious you can't leave people like that they're gonna be wondering I, what was, was your second experience because like? i'm wondering that like i was huh? gonna say if we were gonna do it in order because here's what happened we went we visited michael twice we visited the palace where thriller what was, palace the palace oh. theater where thriller uh opened up we right. went to uh, Havenhurst and we went to Carrollwood. We also went to Gardner Elementary School where Michael Jackson Auditorium is. So I feel like Carrollwood was a scary place, right? Yeah. Okay. That's where you died, right? Yeah. Carrollwood is where we had almost threw up. Yeah. Carrollwood was is dark. Killed. Let me clean that up. Where he was killed. Michael Jackson was killed on Carrollwood. We went mm-hmm. and drove by Carrollwood. Um, well, we, that's a whole experience. We got. That's what it. I'm saying. Do you, you you follow your heart? So you said you didn't feel like your first and your second experience uh, felt different as far as the vibe. So dig deeper on that. All right, so my first experience, as I said, like, you know, I started off with one emotion and ended up in different, with a different vibe as I left. Second time we went, it was kind of like I was going back to see someone I know. In a sense, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, you know, necessarily, but it didn't feel strange. I didn't have the anxiety you know, it was like I was going to say goodbye to somebody. Like, you know, like, oh, we came out yeah. here to see this person. And, like, you know, it's time to go back. But, you know, I know that I'm going to be back to say what's up, you mm. know. Mm. So it was just more like I did feel that connection leaving and doing 
various Michael Jackson sightseeing, of course you feel connected in the moment and all of, you know, everything that we've ever seen or heard about as fans. So going back, it was just kind of like, hey, I seen everything you did, homie. Like, that was great. Like, you know, this is why we here, you know, this is why I love you, boy. You know, so it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, that's how. <clears throat> yeah, man, y'all. And then, and, and then, that's and then cool. I can't lie. Then we drove up around, and then we watched the sunset because we did watch the sunset, Ashley. And it was a beautiful sunset, like beautiful. And we were like taking pictures of it. And as we were taking pictures, there was like a little. uh spot off to the left hand side of my camera and usually when you take pictures and you see that spot I forgot what it's called it means like there's a spirit there hmm. so like I don't know if like we were just like in just a positive good space as we were saying goodbye and leaving and that's why we got to experience what we saw but it was great it was great yeah, yeah on that expensive ass iPhone with them three cameras I still don't quite <laughs> understand how that orb popped up like that but i mean okay it's fine mm. yeah well, so orb. many uh that's that's that um that um cemetery is uh home to many yeah i think elizabeth taylor is there that's what i kept telling Maria. is she out there i think she is but we were just so dealing with you know michael <laughs> you know now i'll tell you the one creepy thing that happened so again you know i as a child that grew up with thriller i am prepared for michael to walk out of holly terrace at any point when i'm there now do i know that's a thing that's not gonna happen absolutely i'm a rational human being right but nigga thriller is a thing so just saying so this was the first time where we actually went and did uh I don't know if it's called the Great Hall or whatever the other yes, building is. The Great Hall. It was a museum that is like maybe a two minute walk from Michael's site. Yes. And that um is an area where they'll host a lot of exhibits. Um you can also use the restroom there, which is another fun fact for Michael Jackson fans who are going to visit if you gotta go tinkle um just go down there or go over there um the jesus statue is on the right and then there's a statue with a bunch of children is it the white right. jesus i mean it, it's gray jesus so that's fine uh, okay what's his features look like he has you european features he, i know what his features look like y'all yeah. killing me with this shit man. you literally seen him <laughs> you seen that man over there with them children too with that robe on now, it's supposed to be. Do you Jesus. know where your children are? <laughs> so I had to fit that in there because you said the children. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say this one's for all. <laughs> the lost children. No, nah, you had to bring it back, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think I sang that on the, the new shit. You had to do the new shit. Buy Escape, download it, stream it. Download it. Don't, don't download Lost Children. Please don't. We don't need more of that energy out no, here. Me and Maria's running joke the whole time was Michael saying, I know, like he did in the Bashir interview. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> was that Michael, when he was talking about getting beat? Was that when he was talking yes. about getting beat? 
Yes, mm. when they were talking about but Joseph. When he, he had that like, bad wig on. Oh, yeah, um, and he had the red shade. Looked the like he bad wig. He, he looked like he woke up at eleven o'clock that day, had a peanut butter <laughs> jelly sandwich. <laughs> went, went for a little walk. And some chocolate milk. Had some chocolate milk. <laughs> Um, and, and was thinking about what he would have for dinner with his children when Martin Bashir hit him and was like, yo, nah, he looked up? like he wanted some potato chips real quick <laughs> for a snack. He, little don't, snack. he don't look like he was eating his fruits and vegetables. Oh, man. He had so many different wigs. He had the Tyler Perry. That was a Tyler Perry wig. Oh, fat. Michael didn't even, the part, the things that upset me about Michael's wigs are he didn't even shake that shit out. He didn't brush it. Like, if you're going to throw it on, you got to shake it out. And then, I don't know if y'all heard me actually shake, right? (laughs) And you need to put a brush or a comb to that. That one in particular needed a brush. And just hit it. He didn't respect some of his wigs. He didn't have no respect for them. But there were a couple he really respected, high quality respect. That one when he had that glass of milk. Wouldn't he have a glass of milk? No, remember in Bashir now. Oh, maybe he was talking about having milk and cookies. Warm and and some cookies. with the green silky shirt. (laughs) Was that That green silky shirt? He respected that wig. Was it blue? I don't know, but them silky shirts. He killed them for the free. He killed them. With the little little, um, crest. Yeah, the bedazzled. Yeah. yeah, he killed it, man. But then I he think- had these other he didn't give a shit about, and he treated them like. <laughs> was that like also that- when he was talking about? Uh, I had a, a a tight grip on my son. He when he t- put that baby over that balcony, and he had blanket on his knee, and he was like, like first of all, <laughs> guys, guys, I- come on, come on. He was just showing the fans. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Michael had his mouth was wide. He looked like a maniac. First of all, his mouth wide open. Wanted us to see. He just wouldn't stop with the knee bouncing and blanket. And blanket was blanket was about to bounce the hell off. Yeah, such a patient baby. People needed a seatbelt. People talk about oh look how (laughs) quiet blanket is right now outside of the podcast. Look, blanket is just as chill as he's always fucking been. Like absolutely. Yeah. So. So that was that. Um, um, so, because I think, I think, because, oh, here's my theory, and I might be wrong. I think, so Maria was saying how she, when she went the first time, you felt A, and then the second time it wasn't identical, you felt a B, but then y'all had all these intervening events. And I'm curious to see how that fleshed out, because I think that has an impact on feeling very differently. Absolutely. That last time, which I think you were talking about, Maria, so. Yeah, the first yeah. significant event was going to Hollywood, so... Um, I took you straight to his star. Yes, straight there. Yeah. So, women, and again, this is your first time in LA. Yeah, this is my first time. So, this is okay. my first time seeing LA, not in in the movies or you yeah. know, not online on Instagram. Like, this is my first time. So, can you tell them again that it's dirty? It is extremely dirty. And, <laughs> um, they need to hear it so they is, don't think it's pretty woman all the time. Listen, y'all, it it's not, dirty. It absolutely is not. The amount of hand sanitizer Ashley mm-hmm. and I used was aggressive. Mm-hmm. Aggressive. <laughs> so, and, and she's from Boston. So, that, I mean, this listen, is a lot. Big cities, calling yeah. other big cities dirty. And yeah. I take the train every single day. And the train is, you know, at, and the bus, all that, you know, mm-hmm. transit system. And it's still not even that bad. But I will say, 
it was very different to experience it than when it was not in a, in in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is not as glamorous as you may think. Um, but it was a good experience because it was something I, you know, grew up seeing. And of course, you always just want to put a face to a name or a place, you know. So it was it was it was good to just see Michael's um star it was amazing because again i this is something i've seen in pictures and movies or i've heard people going to or people that aren't even fans taking pictures for me like hey look what i saw and that's just like oh but i want to see it you know uh-huh. so it was great i had a great photo shoot there shout out to ashley for being my photographer yep are you she's good shout at that she's so small she's got angles that the rest of us don't have because that she's so short and i think she I needs to embrace that. that piece yeah mm-hmm. angles we don't have mm-hmm. baby angles we don't have mm-hmm. it's beautiful but i want i want maria's conclusion to resonate with the international and the the u.s fan community there was no one standing on the corner in la going welcome to la what's your dream what's your dream that is only in pretty woman stop it it does not happen for real. <laughs> it's lots uh, of homeless people yeah. yelling out shit on the corner, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's 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 happening on the corner is homelessness. As as your uh, old driver. No, no, those are definitely thriller uh, backup dancers that were not <laughs> that were not called back. Um, not call back too realistic you're gonna scare the people for real real. but i love that y'all went to the the, to the star was there anybody out there is normally like a nice little vigil around it was that going on out there no this like a lot of people taking pictures like oh you know michael jackson you know but no yeah there was nothing really there which was cool and i mean ashley had warned me that sometimes the star could be dirty but it wasn't dirty at all so it was good to see Yes, as a PSA fans, you should always be prepared for the star to be dirty. And I don't know who goes out there and washes the star, but obviously some of y'all do it because the city of Hollywood does not take that very seriously. God bless you. Um, and, and comparing those experiences, like June 25th, people congregate on that star. Like, that's the spot. Like, that's where a lot of people link up and go from there. So... It's different on a Friday. The fans are, you're right. The fans are pretty good about making sure the star's clean. He's nice and spiffy. And it's kind of cool if you see like all the, th- all the, the, uh, the, the predecessors to a Michael Jackson, their stars leading up to somewhere around his, the Frankie Lyman's, James Brown, all these other people. And then you go, ah, oh, and there's Michael. Like he's the culmination of all of these like super duper stars. You're so deep. Am I though? Yeah, that was I appreciate deep. it. I'm telling you, because Frankie Lyman's, we were passing stars. I was like, damn, that's Frankie Lyman. And, that's, and I'm thinking like, man, and we're getting to Michael. Michael, it's just like when people try to give Beyonce credit that sh- you have to also give credit to those whose shoulders she's standing on. Same thing with Michael. He's standing on, he stood on shoulders. And it's like, acting like this dude did it by himself. If there wasn't a James Brown, there wouldn't have been a Michael Jackson. If there wasn't a Jackie Wilson, there wouldn't have been a Michael Jackson. If there wasn't a, you know what I mean? So let's, you know, if there weren't so many different artists and groups that kind of really paved the way. It's just beautiful walking up to his star and seeing all those other folks too, who are forgotten, 
he's like the culmination of all they're not forgotten because they're all you know they all culminate in him you know facts um right across from his star is where prince paris and blanket uh brought michael's shoes i think i think michael had already stepped there but then they brought his shoes and his glove and did imprints and then they also signed it in front of the chinese theater that the name is escaping me so we went over there maria put her hand in the mold and that was cool and then um i think that was day one right um no from there we walked to gardner elementary school where we saw michael jackson auditorium it's still there still shiny it's still beautiful skateboarders were hanging out over there skating um oh maria tell them what you found on the sidewalk um, as we were sitting there taking pictures with the Michael Jackson Auditorium, which by far I will say it was it was beautiful. The font was beautiful as well. Um, but as we were walking, I noticed the whole, we were there for a while and I looked down and I noticed a stencil, like a spray painted stencil of what looked like a young Michael with an Afro, um, like a Jack of Five-ish air, like type of Michael. But then we slowly started looking at it and Ashley said it might have been Jermaine uh so and that if it's somebody that doesn't know they could have easily mixed the young Jermaine for a young Michael I guess but um Ashley's yeah in conclusion we don't know which which Jack let's was, get serious Ashley's so full of shit let's get serious now. <laughs> now. why you say that you know that was Michael yeah it was definitely Oh, you a foolish shit. But if you I zoom in know. on it, if you zoom in on it, it turns into <laughs> Jermaine. Because it's spray it paint. It really well, Word does. to the bad. But, word but to the bad. But it was cute, though. It was so... Oh, word to it. But yeah, it was cute. It was cute. Um, I love Jermaine. He's my favorite. What about his hair? You like that? <laughs> Please answer that for me right now. It is, uh, it is a, um, that's that. I hope he's got patent pending on that, whatever he did, because listen, that's a new form of cement or something. That, no, that's, I don't even know what to call that. Like, I just look so firm. I can't be witty enough. Like, I want to know what he looks like when he wakes up in the morning. It's probably just like that. It's so firm. I don't think it moves at night. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm. You're right. It don't move. It don't move. Again, we don't know if that was Michael or Jermaine. It's very likely Michael. <laughs> and so, so full of shit. It was outside the elementary school named after him. It was Michael. Maria, we're going to go dig up that content. Remind me to post it on the Instagram. And we'll let the people judge. We'll post it on Twitter. Yeah, I think you should do a poll of uh, who These who people won't. Maria, let me tell you, these people won't even give Jermaine credit for having a better Stevie Wonder track than Michael. So you're not going to get them to vote on this. Let's get serious. They won't, they won't let Let's Get Serious have the win over uh, Just Good Friends. Oh, uh, just good friends. Oh, that's a good one though. That's a real good one. Which but one is better? Be fair, our good friend Randall said Randall Randall, our <laughs> special guest said the right answer is get it. Get it. it. 
Yeah. But that get true. it was not an option. I gave you the option. So y'all need to quit trying to add let's stuff to the let, ingredient let me just mix. Say this. You put get it in a battle with let's get serious and let's get serious is going home. But you put Exactly. It in- That's why I put it in a battle with just good friends and y'all won't be honest about it and say just good friends is a just good mess. And that let's get serious is a much better Stevie track with a Jackson. Not I was just singing Just Good Friends the other day. It's a boss. Is it? But let's get serious. It's just it's, it's just this humor to it. And that's what gets me going when I listen to it because I know this is the song that he sings 12 times a day. Oh, for easy, 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 easy. Oh, that's easy. the other thing, user one. If you'll remember, I mailed you. But I'm... Can you hit that bass line? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you sing it throughout the day, you are at one point singing it with him in spirit because he's singing it somewhere. (laughs) Let me close this gap. When I sing User 1, the Jackson Family Dynasty on DVD for User 1 and User 1.5, I also Uh sent a copy to Maria for her birthday, which was probably... Did you watch it? Yes, she watches it every night. Did you watch it? Okay. Is this the part where he came in with the bass guitar talking about let's do a little bit of Let's Get Serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. it it's such song. a good song. I want everybody to give that song its due, but when we put that poll up there, you had some real honest Janet fans come through and say Let's Get Serious is the bop over Just Good Friends, but then Michael won because, you know, Michael. But, yeah. Michael, that Michael Jackson bias. That's why we need the people to decide is it Michael Jackson face painted on the ground outside of Michael Jackson auditorium or is it Jermaine Jackson? Or is it Jermaine? Was there grease on the forehead? So after that, we went to <laughs> In and Out Burger, and that was that night. So then but I'm going to take that as there was grease because you said In and Out Burger. The Easy next food. day, Got you. I, I don't remember at what point we went past the palace but the palace is the theater where uh michael jackson in an all red leather suit well no wait we went to the state we visited the staples center oh you're right you're right um we went to the grammy museum we and we walked through where he used to practice for this is it yep um we kind of like oh y'all walked through we like walked past it. Okay. Because Ashley just, I mean, well, user two wanted to show me the, you know, just the area, whatever, because it was my first time. Um, and then we walked on over to the Grammy Museum, which was cool as hell. That was, I feel like that was like the best part. That was great. Besides meeting Michael, of course. But. Mm-hmm. And the Michael exhibit, which is my favorite thing. And whenever I'm in LA, I'm always going to give the Grammy Museum my money as long as that Michael Jackson experience remains in the Grammy Museum. They will get my money at least once a year when I'm in LA. Or so that's the agreement that I've made in my heart. And it was there, it was beautiful. Um, Maria, tell them about the fits that you saw. I saw three jackets. I saw the Thriller mm. jacket signed by the man himself. I saw his uh, shin, the gold shin guards from mm-hmm. Dangerous Era. Mm-hmm. I saw two mm-hmm. gloves, a blue one and a white one with uh, like, like. Are uh, those dangerous shin guards or are those history shin guards? I think those are history shin guards. 
Oh no, my apologies. That they were his fruit. Wow, wow. So that's Michael on his knees. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So it was. It was history. <laughs> it was history. Shin guards. Um, beautiful beaded baby blue military jacket. Um, com- like completely like you know, gemmed out. And then what was it? What color was the other one? Like a blackish color? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that one was, I mean, they were all beautiful jackets. I mean, just to put it into perspective, like, I don't sweat. (laughs) Um, And I, when I was there experiencing all of that, my armpits felt a little moist. (laughs) And that is something that I don't experience at all or often. So it's just like, I knew this was giving me some type of like internal heat. Clearly, it was lit. Um, it was literally lit. I just need to know if y'all tried to steal something. No, we we, we tried to tap the glass to see if it would move. And it oh, didn't I like to see like try to get some motion out of it because I mean Michael's yeah. not in it, and so it's like you know he you know he filled this space, but like I need to see that shit. Oh, I would pay to see him with it. How much? How much, how much do you think the uh, the jackets would go for? The thriller jacket would go for if they, they put it on auction. If Jesse Jackson Jr. could misappropriate more funds to buy Michael Jackson memorabilia, how much would he pay? <laughs> that one would have to be a couple, like maybe millions and up. A million. You think? And up. I think. I think. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there because that's iconic. That's like. That particular jacket is iconic. Like not not that the other ones that, aren't important. That made history. That made yeah. history. There's, yeah. there's literally people across the world were wearing that jacket because it just that was the first move like music video movie. Yeah. They were wearing it to work. Oh yeah. My brother my brother was in Honduras wearing it. Honduras is a, you know, hot country and he's out there wearing a little leather, red leather jacket. Like, what, are you, what were you doing my guy yeah. because yeah. <laughs> i mean it was because hell. he literally was infatuated with the whole michael jackson culture and literally 90 plus degree weather and, and he's out know? there sweating it out for mike i mean that's crazy because you think about it like and you're right like people for people i hate the comparisons because you're trying to come a lot of times people are comparing a period of time they don't have a lot of knowledge of because they just weren't alive how, you don't you don't even know what was going on then unless you've decided to become a historian of that time period. Um, but during the eighties, I mean, like literally, people were wearing this thing just as a regular wear because of how you know. There, I can't think of another artist that inspired that sort of you know reaction to people's wardrobe. I don't know. I mean, how are you showing up to the board meeting in your thriller jacket? How are you showing up to the accounting meeting? Your ass is on Excel sheets all day, and you coming here with this thriller jacket on like that. The only thing I can compare it to is Jordans because you can people buy their little baby Jordans. Buy, because because you had them for you had it in kid sizes and you had it for grown ass people. So, Bowling. Can you put Jim Jones in there? I don't want to put him. What's a relevant oh! Jackson song? Balling. Yeah. What's the relevant Michael's? We be balling. You is going right there. We be balling. You. 
Oh, that that's for the kids. Remember, we shared that shit through MSN Messenger, baby. We did. We did. <laughs> Got that shit off the red hot internet. Okay. Insert. If the kids don't know about we be balling you, Michael got some shit in the tuck. Man, he got a couple of things they need to roll up. Now let me tell you, they sound miserable, but the content is in the lime wire. Somewhere in the lime wire, Napster, Rabbit, Lime Wire. Give me so many for the viruses. viruses. Yeah. Um, Now. Man, give it, give it to them. They don't even know because they just stuck on, you know, off the wall through history, maybe, or invincible. But yeah, fuck them kids. But let me let me be clear about what's still in the exhibit. Um, the the thriller jacket is there. Um, I'm watching a video in my Snapchat of Maria seeing this, um, which I will also upload to the Instagram. Um, the thriller jacket is farthest to the right. There's the black military jacket with the sash. It's not the one that he wore to the Grammys. I think that one might be the one he wore to the White House, but it looks it looks like the one he wore to the Grammys. Maybe it is shit. I don't think it is though. Um, then there is, are the dangerous. I mean, history shin guards. Then there is a red, another red jacket. I don't know. I don't even remember where he wore that. I think that one might just be a Michael jacket that he had and maybe he obscurely wore, but I don't, I can't pinpoint where. And then there was the beaded one um, that he wore in some of the thriller promotions. There's also some sequin gloves in there and uh, some handwritten lyrics from We Are the World. But the best part was to the right, um, the footage of Michael at performing at the Grammys and he did a medley. And there's two sets of headphones and my dear sweet friend and I put those headphones on and enjoyed Michael Jackson's Grammy performance that we've both seen many, many times, but we enjoyed it together in front of those jackets, trying to shake the glass so they'll move a little bit. And and let me just add again, just to put some perspective to it. I'm a very, uh, what is it, like a private and very calm, chill person. Like, I won't do anything that bring attention to me at all. Your name's Cool Kid. But I will say that when I put those headphones on, I don't dance, I don't do, girl, I was in there doing the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do it. I was doing his jumps. I was doing all of it. All of it. You got to do it. That's what he does. I was experiencing that with the, like Ashley Mm -hmm. says, with the jackets and the memorabilia there. That, again, like, are things that you hear about that you see pictures of and you're like, yo, I like, I would love to see that in person. It's just like, it's finally happening. And it's just like, I know this video, I know this song, I've seen it a million times, and guess what? The way he felt electricity run through his body, I'm just about to feel this right now, too. I'm glad you did that. You got to, right? You there, right? Like, you don't know when you're going back? So it's like, okay, I have right now. I can do it. I'm about to show my ass. Yeah, show my And I'm just like, that feeling, right? But it stays with you. You're never going to forget that feeling. Like, just do it, you know? Like, and then I was experiencing it you know? with my best friend. That I love you, buddy. Is, and who <laughs> is my best friend because of this person. Yeah, you got to do it. Because of a fan forum. And it's just like, I'm experiencing this with her. And it's just like, 
are you kidding me? Like, this is like, yeah. uh, this is childhood right here. Yeah, man. And that's what he wanted, right? He wanted you to feel that. That's, that's exactly what Michael wanted. He wanted everyone to connect with that feeling of children who are free to, to express themselves and the joy they feel. As adults, we learn how to hide even the joyful moments so that they're socially acceptable. And it's like, nah, just in this moment today, right now, just, just do it. You know, like, do it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, y'all on the East Coast. Y'all from the East Coast. You in a whole different time zone. Like, do it. Do it. Enjoy yourself. Like, these people don't know you. And even if they did. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. It goes right there. You know, right? And you do it. And you you are glad you did it. You, like, we're talking about it two, three weeks later. And I can hear the way y'all talk about it. It's like, you just really allowed yourselves to enjoy those moments. That's so important, especially with someone who is not here. He left such a big spirit, like embrace it, enjoy it. You know, I wish y'all could have went to um, Neverland or now I we're going back, but, but let's talk about the future at the end. So we, we walked through that exhibit. It's still there. It's still beautiful to the Michael Jackson estate. This is the one exhibit other than, um, you actually have, I don't know how many, let me be clear. I don't know how many places the estate has Michael exhibits. I'll talk about two, this one and the one that's at uh, the African-American Histo- uh, Smithsonian, the African-American Smithsonian Mu- Museum in DC. There's a you Michael. There too? There's, yeah, I've been there. Um, I, I, I got to get over there, man. There's a couple Michael pieces there, but. I think those I are they the, had a whole section. I don't know if it's a section. I think or is it that Michael's in multiple places? He's in multiple places for sure. Like his pictures are like on the wall, but as far as things of his that are on exhibit there, um, okay. there was a clothing item that is escaping me, but there's only one. Everything else was just like pictures of him doing dope shit. Um, but the estate is maintaining or has loaned out to um those two places that i know of and there could be more i don't know of the other one so i'm gonna have to do my googles before i really commit their heads but i think the estate needs to do more of that because that exhibit is the very what's well, not the first experience you have when you go in the grammy museum you go upstairs you get off the elevator and there is a a room that is basically an experience that just shows you the evolution of the grammys and then it starts a reel of all the people over the years who have gotten grammys and showing their speeches and their experiences and the historic performances and as soon as you come out of that space which is basically welcome to the grammy museum michael's exhibit is right there it's the very first thing that you see it is the very first exhibit in the museum outside of that introductory experience and so um, i could have walked right back out man that was it That's yeah right. in a lot of ways you could walk back out now on that same floor uh whitney houston has a beautiful gown that's there Beyonce has a beautiful gown that's there. Ray Charles has a jacket that's up there. I think uh, Claire Ward or Mahalia Jackson have robes or their Bibles are up there. Like, there's a couple of pieces that are constantly up there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They got Mahalia's Bible. 
I can't remember if it's her Bible or her robe, but I think she and Clara Ward both have something there. The Fisk um, Jubilee Singers. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, like the little gospel section is right across from Michael. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like Hallelujah. it's Michael. When you come in, the experience should take you in Praise a circle. Praise him on Oh, it's very spiritual. <laughs> yeah, the Grammy Museum is lit. Like that little section is is probably, I think, like, one of the more culturally relevant and of course the exhibits are changing and the Grammy Museum was actually remodeling when we went. So wait a minute, time out. So you were saying that Michael's exhibit is in the same space as someone, Mahalia Jackson, who prayed with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Girl, where did you <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if y'all don't pick up on what my man was doing in his life, what did you yeah. just do right there? I just I just tapped into the ancestors real quick for you. <laughs> that was and, the most Wakanda uh, moment ever. I was just like, so, where, where is my dashiki? And that's where? fine. The Holy Ghost is definitely in that space. Like that I'm is- just saying, you got to connect the dots. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just connecting it's in the, the space. Dots. And again, Nippy's gown is over there. Beyonce's gown is over there. Ray Charles. These are all people that I love. Um, and they're all in that space and those exhibits have not changed now the luckily the latin grammy section is huge now it was just like a corner and that has expanded which is great because they now have a dress from celia cruz who is my mother Mm. in my other life um and um so they move things around but michael's exhibit is still there. The last time I went, there was a huge so-so deaf exhibit on the floor that you can't get to now. Then we drove past the palace from there, right? Yeah, we drove past the palace, which again is where the opening scene of Thriller After, the famous gif of him stuffing his face with popcorn is uh, (laughs) shown right after that, that scene. It's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful sign. It was lit up. It was it, nighttime. It looked just like it looked. Yeah, like I recognized booth. it immediately. Yeah. And I sent it to a few people too, like a picture of it, and they recognized it immediately as well. It was beautiful. We actually pulled up Thriller and watched the beginning and just looked at it like, wow, that was it. Um, there were a couple fiends outside, so you yeah, know, it was a rough, very rough neighborhood. Be uh, careful, guys. It's fine. It's on Broadway. Just you know, <laughs> protect your neck. Don't be no sucker out here. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful, though. It's a beautiful sight. It's you beautiful. Will, yeah. You will see exactly what you saw in in the music video. You'll see it, and it'll be nostalgic. And you know, I even did did a scene from the opening you know just because it's like you're a kid and you're there and it's just like it's only a movie it's only a movie that's it man he was fine you were scared scared. scared. yeah he was looking real good right you're scared yeah so yeah it was beautiful so from the, the next day we got the rental and we made the journey from our cozy hotel room at the Western that was upgraded due to the grace of God and the powers that be in Michael Jackson's beautiful benevolent spirit looking out for the kids, the children of the world. Drove to Havenhurst. We drove on the 405 to, to the Havenhurst. Jackson Family Compound. What a journey. First of all, that was a long drive. 
User one, have you been to Havenhurst? Oh, now waiting for Jackie to let me know when's the best time to show up. Um, Jackie, if you remember when we met um, in Morganton, North Carolina, in Morganton, you said that I said, you know, well, oh, next time I'm in Encino, I'm going to drive by. You said, oh, Encino, I live in Vegas, baby. Well, so I'm waiting for you to let me know when I can come to Vegas so that we can go to Encino. So Jackie, just let me know. And um, did he say I'll it like available that? When you <laughs> did he? <laughs> Jackie's gonna get it. Oh no! Stop, man. That's somebody. Jackie, we respect you, but we're just saying that you know we were the coolest people you met in Morganton, and so you know, just give me a shout out, and we'll be out in Encino. No it's a journey what we learned on the journey. what do you mean what, what do you mean by it's a journey because see now i did go to neverland uh, years ago in like 2010 when it was still neverland mm-hmm. and so it's not, not it wasn't far. sycamore valley whatever no. but i mean so when you say it's a journey do you mean like okay so neverland is like you know where you're going when you're heading up to neverland because otherwise what the fuck are you the billy goat on the hills up here for like what is going on is encino like that or can you just happen by havenhurst or is it very intentional so like neverland's very intentional could you just happen by uh you know havenhurst yeah you can happen by because there's two hour parking right on the sidewalk but you <laughs> need to know where you're going and you only know if you're a Jackson fan. Well, paint the scene for me. Is it like surrounded it, by Have you people? ever... Let me paint the scene appropriately. Have you ever seen right. the movie The Jackson's American Dream? No, I've never seen that one. It's a multi-part series. <laughs> <Star> <laughs> Angela Bassett and Lord Chilton Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And it follows... True Michael Jackson fans have endured said series. All over the world. Many, many times. times. Yes. Um, as a matter That's of fact, plateau. most black and brown households know at least two people in that household who have seen this movie more than once. I mean, VH1 has given it to the world enough times that all of us have endured it countless times. So we knew what we were looking for because they filmed it at Havenhurst, like most of it. So if you know what Havenhurst looks like, you can find it. But the GPS is not going to tell you. Um, the address is not exactly where it is, but me, uh, I am a Democrat, which means uh, I'm a good Democrat, which means I am a professional canvasser, which means I can knock a door in any community in America and have a conversation with them. Now, we had the opportunity, but I didn't pursue it. What I'll say is I use that skill set that has won many elections to get us that back gate that Angela Bassett put that car in reverse and slammed down on the pedal when she found Joseph Jackson uh, on the phone with somebody after she bought him that butter pecan ice cream. <laughs> so we drove around the block like, okay. And we finally found it. Um, after just was she skirt skirted in that scene after she bought that ice cream. What caused, what, <laughs> what caused the skirt skirt? I don't, she didn't know how to drive. So no, I no, no. Assume. What led to the emotional outbreak? Oh, which, 
she had just bought Joseph Jackson that butter pecan ice cream, and he was on the phone dirty macking somebody else, and she wasn't having it. And she said, "You, you a liar, you a cheat. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more." And then look she, how honest this family was. They put themselves out there like that. They no, no. Actually, it. it started with trust me, Katie. I'll never hurt you. I'll never do anything mm-hmm. hurt you. Do the jelly beans, and then mm-hmm. she was asking. Then she said, "Um, I don't. You a liar, you a cheat." But I felt that. So honest they were. Because the gate was open and there was a little orange tree there and the basketball court. And like, I almost, I think I did tear up. I'm going to keep it a hundred. Like, I remember having a poster on my wall of the Jacksons playing basketball. And I like printed out a bunch of little, my own motivational posters with sayings. And the shit would be like, Ashley, get up on time so you can do your homework. You're going to be great in this world. And I just remember having that little picture of Michael on the b-ball court. And so seeing that court and remembering like all those pictures that circulated of the Jackson five in their home, because they, the, the the part of the Motown brand was capitalizing on the wholesomeness of that family. And so we got a lot of pictures of them at that house and showing them just hanging out on the property. Was that the background to 2300 Jackson street? They filmed it there. So, I mean, of course, it's iconic because that song is clearly iconic. Yeah. Every Jackson fan has gone fan. through that house. Mm-mm-mm. 2300 Jackson Street. Always home. We got to go to Gary at some point, y'all. But put that in a box somewhere because ain't shit to do in Gary. Um, but um, Encino was beautiful. And I, we took the laps around the block because I kept telling Maria, I really need to have the experience of Michael walking a llama down the sidewalk because I didn't know llamas were an animal until I became a Michael Jackson fan. And he t- always told a story of how he was so lonely and he wanted friends and he would take Louis the llama on a walk around the neighborhood to try to talk to people and make friends. And so I just needed to get some perspective on where my man's was taken, like a 10 to 12 foot llama on a walk, on a road. We wanted to see the, the, the route. We wanted to see the route he took. Yeah. We made a guess on which way he went and, you know, just envision it. But it's a beautiful, very quiet neighborhood. Um, but yeah, if you want to go see it, just don't be weird because people do live there and there were cars in the driveway. And the gate was open, but that is not... Yeah, and it's an active neighborhood, so don't be a creep or anything like that. Just It's just good to be in the space and just see what, you know, we've always seen. But the cool part was when we... (laughs) The funny part was when we came out, you were immediately on, like, one of the main thoroughfares in Encino. Encino's a mad normal town. Um, There was a hyperbaric chamber spot that was, like, two blocks up the street. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, yes. And we were like, what? Like, just because of obviously past the rumors and, you know, the National Enquirer picture that sparked all these questions. I'm just like, did they have that there before Michael? Did they bring it because of Michael? And wow, regardless, that's great marketing. I mean, after that, we drove to go see... um, we drove to go see uh, the place of the unfortunate passing of Michael Jackson. Um, that it's was not am- straight there. No, we just. I think no. Between right, we went to Del Taco, we and then went we to went Del to Taco. See, then we went to go see Michael and say goodbye. 
um where you know we I had my like you know experience or whatever like it was different um and then after that we were we didn't trying talk to talk about what happened in the great hall we didn't so when we went to the great hall the first time we went into what was the space like of course there's crypts and then we came around to like some like sculptures right and lots of art yeah pretty much like it was this huge open museum of like you know it's like a mausoleum open mausoleum you see different uh you know i guess yeah crypts or whatever of different people and you know um and then there's this huge wall with the Last Supper of a glass, a stained glass wall with the Last Supper on it. And, you know, I'm, I, I was very intrigued by the piece. I walk over, I'm, you know, admiring it. I think you, Ashley, you were walking around, just kind of looking at different things. Then we go to turn around and walk out. And then all of a sudden, this like voice of god comes through the speakers in there that we had no idea even had like there were speakers it's like welcome to forest lawn and we were just like we obviously were frightened at the moment like oh my god because we weren't expecting that because we had already been in the space for so long and we just kind of looked at each other and was just like and it wasn't even like it, the, the the voice of god finished what he was saying it was just like, <laughs> welcome and then it's stopped and then we just kind of freaked out and walked out so you know that just kind of threw us off and we all know that michael's a bit of a prank person so it was definitely a scene out of you said the music video ghost yeah i mean again i'm prepared for michael to come back in any of the forms he was in a short film it's just an, like it it's just it's just a thing. Like, all right, if I go over here and this this nigga turns into uh fucking thriller zombie, like it is what it is. Like he told us. So I'm prepared. But also like reality is I'm deathly afraid of graveyards, coffins, crypts, and all of that. But um going to cemeteries is like a thing I consciously do to confront that fear because rationally it's a safe space but I just it's just a weird phobia for me and so checking that trying to be respectful that there are actual human remains around you in a space that their families mark as sacred and you know just trying to respect the beauty because the reason people go to Forest Lawn is to make you know, because it's beautiful. And so they're surrounded by art. They want you to see the art, but I was just trying to keep it cool. And you were really enjoying it. So I was trying to stay chill, but I was really fucking freaked out over that. Gotcha. It was a a good experience, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it was still a good experience. What did we do um, after that? We had Del Taco with Michael. We got out of there. And then we went to Carrollwood. We ended up going past Carrollwood because we were over in Beverly Hills. I think that yes. was the circumstance. And we were like, yes. okay, we're just going to drive around the block. Somewhere around that time, right before we got to the neighborhood, I think I hopped out of the car and realized we only have one headlight. And it was super dark um, in Beverly yes. Hills. Very No, that block was very dark. Um, that block in particular was very dark. Yeah, that that block was very dark, and um, 
I don't know if and the energy was just it was just off there, I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah, so we we're coming around the corner with one headlight and what I didn't realize was just how big the property was. I think we drove like around two or three corners and the house just was kept going and going and going. And we saw the gates, we saw where the ambulance went and then we dipped out and it was just really weird. It's the house is uncomfortably big. Yes, it is. Um, I just don't, I, I, I think we both felt like we needed to go just to like reconcile what the fuck happened. But all we can say is that it was literally dark over there. And I think that says enough. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel good to be there at all. Um, it just, and I mean, we obviously all know what has happened there and things like that, but it just wasn't a good, it, it just wasn't good energy and it just wasn't a good feeling at all. And it's, you know, not that I would have expected it to be different, but it was just very dark and, you know, it, it, it was just, a, it was an experience. It was very weird. Does anyone live in that house? It didn't look like it. Some of the lights were on, but most of the property was I, was dark. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was well lit, but also literally very dark. I think it's like certain corners of the house were lit, but it's so big. Like, we just kept driving, and it's like, damn, this is the house too? This is the house too? Well, let me ask you this. If, if I said, okay, I got the money, I'm going to rent this house for the weekend, would you would you stay? No. No? Uh, it was really? a bad thing. It was, it, was a bad, bad. it was a bad vibe? Horrible yep. vibe. Miserable vibe. Miserable. So bad that I was like, yo, maybe maybe we just imagined that. So when we got to the end of the block, I was like, I'm just going to turn around and make sure that was the place that I think that it is because that is just too much house. Like, it's... It, like, emotionally, it, that was what struck me. Like, who... Like, why... <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why? Like, of course, spend your money how you want to, and he certainly deserved it, but... That uh, wasn't his money, neither. That was AEG's money. It was too big and unnecessary. Like, Okay, so what about this? I got the money. I'm going to rent out Neverland for the weekend. You going to stay? Facts. Okay. Is that not... Is that, is that not... Okay, so just, I'm just asking. Is that not the same level of creepy, though? This is a place that Michael uh-uh. said would never be home again. Uh-uh, because I think he was upset at that moment, but I think ultimately he put positive energy into that space. But he never went back? That's okay. But ultimately, he put positive energy in the space. The space, he could never look at it the same because it was trashed. So Neverland and Carolwood have different vibes to me. You know he took his last breath there. Exactly. Mm. You know what happened in that house and that what happened, no, you can ask anybody in the world where they were when they heard the news. They could be a fan or they couldn't be a fan and they can absolutely answer where they were, what they were doing at that very moment. And I just feel like that moment of his passing is, you know, just significant in like pop culture and, you know, music history and everything that. It's just like you know that that person unfortunately was in an unfortunate situation, and I mean, because obviously we know he was under the influence of 
you know, a drug by a very bad man. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, what happens there. Like we felt that, like I immediately got a, a rush of a bad headache. And then on top of that, like felt even felt nauseous. And it's just like, it's, it's like losing a family member because you grow up idolizing this person for whatever your reason may be. And it's just like, you know, that that person's life was taken from them right there. Yeah. And, and I'm the type of family member that when something, when a member of my family passes away, I immediately ask all the questions, what happened? Who's there? You know, like, you know, just trying to piece it together to make sure that a thing like that never happens, you know, if everything went bad and with Michael, everything went bad. And so going to that space and seeing the gate where you can go under the house. The house was so big that you can go under it and thinking about, you know, one, all the stories of what's his face, bringing shit he shouldn't have into the house, under the house, but through some back way. And, and now seeing that and understanding, oh, you could be all the way over here and not know what the fuck is going on at the back of the house, let alone underneath it, because it's basically mm-hmm. a service entrance, but it's off of Sunset. Sunset is a busy street. And I'm just like, Michael, what the fuck, bro? Like, this house is huge as fuck. It's not a gated community. Anybody can walk up with anything. But unfortunately, we know Randy tried to get up in that bitch. We know Janet tried to get up in that bitch. We know Joseph tried to pull up. No, Joseph did pull up with that PT Cruiser. <laughs> did Joseph did drive into the gate? Was that the story? The, or was it Randy? Purple, his purple PT Cruiser. I always wanted one, and he proved to me why <laughs> I needed it. Uh, you need it. it it's got multiple uses. He rolled up on it. He rolled up in it. That Michael Jackson came from that man's balls in the PT Cruiser, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that nigga's mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. off of Sunset, and they mm-hmm. got him doped up on some shit, and I live in Encino, I'm absolutely getting in my shit and driving over there to go get my son. And Man. yes, Randy, get your little black ass out and hop over the wall. And Randy said, him. Michael owe me money. And he probably did. That's <laughs> probably true. He probably fucking did. <laughs> Man, I really wish he would have. So that's a whole nother podcast. We got to have Maria back on for about what was happening to Michael's life, because we know through through some other sources that this was a real struggle for Michael with addiction. And and, and that's that opens up a whole nother pen. We're not making light of that at all. But we're we're really kind of focusing in on what addiction causes you to do, which is isolate yourself from family and friends, yeah. and to tell people to go away. And people are trying to help, um, and you, but you and you uh, you interpret that as the person who's struggling, as someone trying to intrude on you or disturb your life or break you down, and that's not the case. And and you can see how that became difficult for Michael because he's someone who so many people used. So you take the fact that you have been used with the fact that you are struggling with use and it's just a mess. Um, and uh, that a lot of that was happening, you know. Uh, we know that his family did go to that home uh, that you guys went to to try to save him. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it. Um, and 
And that goes to the energy of the house too. Like that's probably why it felt dark and it felt weird because there was just so much struggle there. And I'm a firm believer in like, you know, spaces do carry the energy that's around them or that it's been absorbed by. And it's just like, that was there, that try to intervention, all of that was there. That was the end. That was, that was it, you know? And I, I, I just feel like, it was, that's why we just felt how we felt there. Like, Marie, I can tell you this. In law school, one of the first cases you learn about as a first-year student is about a case, because it's probably interesting, that pretty much said that if a, if a house is su- suspected to have had these hauntings or these traumatic events that cause these eerie or whatever, you have to disclose that if you're going to sell the house. It's a part of what you need to disclose. Think about that, that we're saying that certain things require people's knowledge of it and that goes to what you're saying that there are these energies and there there are these these you know there's these there are these things people think like the amityville horrors that's kind of some of that stuff that goes into that you know there are these energies there that people need to know about um or that just exist in this space right it's not just you know a bunch of crazy people who think that you know that uh casper's real it's not that uh it's, it's something much more it's deeper than that and i think y'all picked up on that when y'all went there um to where you just is uneasy it's uncomfortable um because you know that this house holds a lot of information that we'll never know absolutely yeah it was and it was just literally dark like again i figured out we had one headlight right before we pulled up and to come around that corner and be like, shit, I can't even see where I'm going. Is that the house? Is that it? What's the space between houses out there? It's pretty close to I me. Mean, his house was like three blocks, I feel like. It really was like three blocks. Like really? I, I feel like I kept driving around a curve, like a curve, then wow. another curve, then a curve. So you like you don't know your neighbors. You don't know your neighbors if you don't no, want to. If you don't want to, no. Because yeah. Okay. He had neighbors that were across the street and on the other sides of the street. And, you know, you don't want to park in front of their houses. So that's another note for, for fans that, you know, go by that space. And there are tour buses that drive by that space. I'm never going to pay for one of those. No, no, no. Yeah, we were um, we were walking and I was just like, no, we were on a website trying to see, like, what places we can visit and things like that. And I came across a thread of somebody asking what they could do and that they had called in to a tour service to see if um, if they would do like just a Michael Jackson exclusive tour. And they said yes, but it was 150 an hour. And what did she say? It was just like only worth it if you were going to go like with a group of people just because it was like a whole van. And that might be the MJ yeah, it wasn't worth it. website. Shout out to her. She talks to us on Twitter all the time. I think it might have been her, MJ Fangirl. I think that's her her username on Twitter and her website. Um, we'll link to her. But I, she had a list, and, there, I, and there's another list that I have of Michael Jackson stops. And so people have those things. But, yeah, we just pulled up, and it was dark as hell. Um, yeah, it's just a dark. You ever think of, like, how do you go from Gary, Indiana, to Carrollwood? 
Well, we were talking about the difference between Encino and um and Beverly Hills where he was and it's like he was in a good space in general like he wasn't tucked off in some private community he wasn't isolated to that extent now the property he was on was far more isolated and protected than any of the others on that block or around um in you know like in walking distance or driving distance of his house on that block like the immediate neighbors didn't have huge gates like that one doesn't it and signs that say you know this site is protected by dogs and shit like that so you know it it was really big it was really dark there's a gate or a fortress type gate that goes all the way around the property and then there's just a couple entrances where you can tell the gates open um and then there's the service entrance where you can drive under um but it's sandwiched right like plenty of shopping centers in Beverly Hills are in one direction. And then again, like when we came around, we ended up on sunset. And if you go in the opposite direction on sunset, you go to Michael Jackson auditorium at Gardner elementary school. And if you keep taking sunset and get on the 405, then you, you know, take like a 25 minute journey to Encino. And so like the perspective of where those places are on the map and thinking about what the fuck happened, and just trying to like figure it out and understand it. It's it's just it's chaotic for sure. That that you know, all of that's chaotic. But Encina was such a good spot. Like I think Joseph and Motown really nailed it. It was a beautiful- Can we get a house out there? Can we afford it? I mean, probably not. Like if we both, if we all three go in on this mortgage. No, Maria and I saw some apartments where we were like, yeah, we could stay there. We were like, not apartments. I want a prop. We are country. I'm telling you. I want, I want grass, grass. Well, their lawns aren't that big for real because a lot of them are very close together. I saw a lot of grass out there with the llamas and shit for Michael. And I need grass. That's million dollar properties, honey. All right. But can we get it? The economy's boom. Can There's we some get apartments that mortgage. we saw that I'm going to send you. I marked them on the Apple map. I'm going to send you those later because that's in the budget. But the houses <laughs> right now are not in the budget. Houses outside of the budget. Okay. Now, if y'all decide to go, years. If y'all years. Decide to go click our PayPal link and fund a trip <laughs> for user one, User one shout out shout out, out to the folks who have given to us and maria to and go on a trip yeah you know we gotta uh, listen maria keep you, giving to the paypal know. so we can all link up and do this again but yeah that was our experience um so so yeah that was the experience uh to all the listeners we gave you some some background so you know what to expect when you go to visit your respective michael places we'll stay on the journey as many other fans have and so hopefully we just Let's put y'all get serious game. Mm. cue it and listen if you are in the usa south you know where we are we're out here so stop by say hi drop us a line man like listen we're multi-generational we we're 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 all of the things so don't be afraid to reach out we love talking to y'all we love seeing y'all we might show up in your city which is super dope. We want to know what the best place to eat is, and we want to know if we can uh, sleep on your sofa. So, MJ fam, ain't nothing but a groove, y'all. Facts. We love you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate with our special guest, 
the cool kid, MJJ Lover for Life, Maria. She gets to all the claps right there. She gets all the claps. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you for having me. She could have been at Target. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Do it. I'm right here talking about Michael and how he changed our fucking lives. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in there for the kids. You guys need to hear I know. I know. It's so much. And listen, y'all, we appreciate it. And if you are not following us on Twitter, we are at the Black Shack State. If you're not following us on Instagram, we're at We Don't Even Know. We're going to drop be a link. The, it'll be in the notes, baby. And if you're not already supporting us, and we, we support the people who support us, we got some names to drop on our next episode once PayPal give us our money. Um, and we appreciate y'all. Or dropping us a line and saying that we've got a, a podcast you appreciate. We hope we're giving a different perspective um, than uh, what's coming out of some other sources, which are also great, but not viewing Michael through the lens we do. So appreciate y'all. We're we'll checking it out. And and well, uh, cool kid, do you want to tell them where to find you on Instagram? Sure, uh, it's at Soul Collector Seven Six Seven S O O L E Soul as a sneaker. Uh, S-O-L-E Collector 767 767 is a side uh, mini group my best friend Ashley that I created and it stands for Michael Joseph Jackson because there's seven letters in Michael six letters in Joseph and then seven letters again in Jackson so there's that explanation so, so hashtag 767 when you go on that baby's Instagram and I'm the user who you can find my social media profiles it's Ashley K. Blue uh, on all platforms that's Ashley with an I don't fuck that up uh, we're the Black Jackson Estate we love you don't Thank try you. to find me y'all please don't don't it's try to don't try to find user one I make it impossible for you it's find. super impossible where is Carmen San Diego can you play that that's our thing no I'm not playing that it's um, see, it's one thing to... But you were only a child. I know. You were a baby. I know. It's one thing to discipline... And you were producing successful records. I know. 